Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. I am so excited to be recording this episode. It has been about a month since I last recorded. I just came back from my break and I think it was the best thing I could have done, taking a break from recording, taking a break from everything because coming back now, I feel so energized and my level of creativity, the ideas that I have, everything is flowing as it should be. And now I understand why people take breaks in their podcast and they have series and, you know, they have moments where they don't record because it is necessary. I haven't been this excited to record in such a long time and this has shown me that perhaps I need to do that at least once or twice a year, take a couple of weeks break in between episodes just to really allow myself to get creative again and tune out the noise because I feel like I was getting to a stage where I was recording because I felt like I had to record and it wasn't really giving me the joy that it did in the beginning and yeah so I, I'm, it's good to be back. I can see that you guys have been streaming all episodes and that really does mean a lot. This is something that I do and I call it my passion project. I never started this podcast for any monetary gain whatsoever. Even then when I started initially on Mixcloud, I don't know if I even understood what podcasting was, but my vision for this podcast has always been sharing pearls and perils, sharing, you know, experiences that I've had and experiences other people have had, failures, wins, and lessons that you're able to learn from it. I feel like there's so much we can learn when we share our stories with each other, when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, even about those things that may have caused us pain or even embarrassment, and even just learning, leveraging our knowledge to help other people. That has always been the my vision behind the Pearls and Perils. And I'm so excited to be back because I, well, as you can see from the title of this episode, I am back with the Mr. Mrs. series. This is definitely one that has been severely missed. And it's something that people always comment on whenever they speak to me about my podcast, especially female listeners, listeners, I will, specifically female listeners that have listened from the beginning or since I started sharing this series. It's always been something that people would request. And when I do ask for ideas, people would always give them. Because I know everybody loves love, right? And I know that the majority of my listeners are women. And shout out to the men that listen too. In the beginning, I feel like it was only my husband that would listen. But now I know that it's not just him because I see the ages and the countries. So yeah, <laughs> there are men listening. And shout out to you too. Like I really appreciate that. Even for me at the beginning, I always thought about you know helping women and reaching women. I never even imagined that men would listen to my podcast. So that in itself, I'm so grateful for that. But anyways, so like I said, Mr. Mrs. Series is back. Now I'm still kind of finding my feet and figuring out how I want to go about things going forward. So I need your help and I have created what is on my to-do list. By the time this comes out, it will be created. I'm creating a short survey. It's not going to be very long. Honestly, it will take you two minutes tops three minutes if you're a slow writer and thinker and I want to know what kind of topics you want to hear on the Mr. Mrs. series so as I said I'm still finding my feet so I'm thinking about whether I want to do this fortnightly so every two weeks or whether it's going to be once a month that I'll drop a Mr. Mrs. episode so let me know in terms of frequency whether you prefer it twice a month or once a month I want to know especially for the male listeners because you might be like I'm not interested in that or maybe you're curious and you want to listen to. So I want to know what topics you want to hear on the Mr. Missy series. So some of the things that I have in mind, I'll share a little bit of my ideas with you because I want to know what you guys want to listen to, right? So some of the ideas that I have in mind is to first and foremost have guests 
that I will have on these episodes with me specifically. Single guests speaking about their single journey and different topics that relate to being single. Also people that are dating, people that are engaged and also people that are married because it is the Mr. Missy series. And for me, that idea all came about, I think it came about when I was engaged actually to be married. And at that time I was so excited but also very conscious of the fact that getting married is not something you take lightly. I was 23 at the time or 22 when I got engaged and for me I wanted to ensure that my marriage was not just going to be one that looks nice on the outside but one that is actually healthy and happy on the inside. That was very important for me. I didn't want to be in a relationship that I would feel suffocated or that I'd feel like I want to run away from. I wanted to be happy in my relationship. And of course, there are there was always going to be ups and downs. But I think for me, ultimately, I wanted to be in a healthy relationship, period. And I was so curious about reading books and anything that was about dating or getting married. I was interested and I was reading a lot of books. And I found that there was definitely a big gap in terms of books that were written by female authors speaking about that transition from being single to married. There's definitely a gap of that and that's why I wanted to create this series to share transparent things with you and also for us to learn and grow together because we're all in a journey and everyone everyone's experiences is different. Whether you've been married for the same amount of time as someone else, your experience is going to be different and the same with whether you're a single dating or it's complicated whatever your situation is it's always going to be different to someone else's so that's why I started this series and I just love sometimes the questions that I'll get from these episodes so it's back it's back it's back it's back and it's here to stay so please help me out with the survey it would mean so much and it'll be so helpful because at least that way I'm going to create episodes that you want to listen to that are going to be useful that are going to be helpful and also if you're someone that you feel confident or bold enough to share your story whether you are single dating or in a relationship or there's something specific or a specific topic you'd like to speak about definitely shoot me a message. All my details will be in the show notes. Don't be shy. We can work through that together. And even if you don't live in the UK, that's absolutely fine. There are virtual ways that we can record. So in a nutshell, that is the plan that I have. So if you've got ideas, if you want to be a guest, don't be shy, reach out to me and we'll go from there. I was thinking about what do I want to speak about in the first episode back. And initially there's something else that I had in mind, but I think it was yesterday I was like nope that cannot be the first episode back that has to wait for something else and something I've been thinking about a lot lately is breaking out of the box breaking out of the box that you have created for yourself there's so many times in lives where we kind of just put ourselves in a box and we say this is who I am this is how I am And this is how I'm going to stay. And as humans, we are constantly evolving. The person that I was 10 years ago is not the person I am today. Of course, there are still similarities. There are still things at the core of who I am that's still the same. But there are also things that have drastically changed. My outlook on so many things is not the same as it was 10 years ago. And I'm glad that it's not. Because now I realise that a lot of the ways in which I thought then was very naive, was very judgmental and was totally off the kind of person that I truly want to be and I think it's just so important whether you are single dating in a relationship married or or complicated it's so important for us to give ourselves room to grow and evolve and what do I mean by that giving yourself room to grow 
allows you to give yourself that grace to be willing to change, to understand that, you know what, there are some things about myself that I'm giving myself freedom to change. Let's let's speak about something like your style. Maybe you dress a certain way and you say, yeah, this is my style. But as you get older or you go through different seasons in your life or you go through different experiences or you experience different cultures, you may find that your taste in clothes changes or even financially. If your financial situation changes, let's say you have a lot more income or a lot more disposable income that you can spend, you may even find that the kind of clothes that you like may change because maybe right now the kind of things that you like are things that are within your budget. They're not necessarily your dream wardrobe, but it's things that you can afford, things that look good on you. And right now that is your style, but that can change. And I think it's important for us to give ourselves room to grow and evolve. And I know that's quite a superficial example, but it can span in other ways. Something that I would do a lot growing up is I'd always kind of put myself in a box of things that I would say I am, you know, I am hardworking, I'm ambitious, I'm a, I'm a go-getter, I'm quite an academic kind of person. I never really saw myself as a creative person because I wasn't conventionally creative, I'm not the best artist, I'm not the worst either. I find that there's a lot of things that I'm not great at but I'm not terrible at either. For example, singing. I'm not the best singer but I'm also not the worst singer either. I mean, if I started singing on this podcast right now, you're probably not going to laugh because I'm not terrible but I'm not Whitney Houston you know and same with other things creative things such as art drawing um painting I'm not terrible but I'm also not great it's not my talent it's probably a skill I could develop but it's definitely not a god-given talent that I have and I'd always kind of put myself in a box and say oh I'm not really creative but really looking back at some of the things that I've done throughout my life I actually do have a lot of creative tendencies, even making this podcast, this is a form of art, you know, it's not necessarily a conventional art, you're not going to put my podcast in a museum, but it's creative, I have to come up with ideas of things I'm going to speak about, the way I'm going to do it, and all of these things are creative, but it's in a different form of the standard of what we might necessarily think is creative, and I've just learned with time that I need to not put myself in a box too much. You know, yes, I might not necessarily be conventionally creative, but I do have creative tendencies and I have to allow myself to develop that a little bit more. Because some of the things that we aren't, it's not necessarily because it's not in us. It's just things that we don't necessarily develop or put time and energy and effort into developing. There are so many things that we can develop as skills. If we speak about money, you may say, oh, I'm not really good with money. But again, a lot of people aren't good with money, but it's a skill that you can develop if you're willing to learn. And that is like most things in life. If you can think about it, if you're willing to put in the work and pay the price, you can learn it. You know, most things are like that. Of course, there's something like singing. I mean, you can learn the, you can learn the, um, what's the word? You can learn the fundamentals of it. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be an amazing singer, but you can still learn some techniques, you know, ways that you should breathe, ways your posture should be, etc. And of course, that would make a difference. But going back to my point, give yourself room to grow and evolve. And how does this relate to relationships? It's so easy for us to say to ourselves, you know, this is my type this is my standard, this is what I want. And if you've been saying something for a long time, especially if you've been quite vocal about it and your friends and your family and those in your circle know exactly what you want or they've seen your history, they've seen the kind of people you've liked or dated and it's so easy for you then 
to put yourself in a box in that aspect of this is my type this is what I go for this is what I need and quite often a lot of the times the things that people think they need when it comes to a partner when it comes to the way the relationship should be is quite often not really what's good and healthy for us so many times you know if you've been that kind of person that you always liked a specific kind of guy and it was always the kind of guy that wasn't good for you it would be the ones that would treat you like crap it would be the ones that you know wouldn't really show you interest they may lie to you cheat on you and so on but you find that you're always going for that kind of guy why because that is your type right that is you know I like bad boys I always find it funny whenever I watch dating shows I love dating shows if my husband's listening to this yeah um, we watch it together he pretends he doesn't like it but Theo I know you do but anyways <laughs> but yeah I love watching dating shows and things like that because I love social experiments and I always find it interesting how people would say the kind of person that they want and when they get that person because they're not in the package that they want, they might not necessarily have that physical attraction instantly to that person. They're like, oh, they're not really my type. But the character of the person, you know, the personality fits and ticks all the boxes, but because they don't come in the package that they're used to, they don't allow themselves to get to know that person or they instantly shut them out. And it's not just dating shows. We do this in real life. We do this in those little things. It may even be career opportunities. It may even be friendships, you know, people that are trying to get to know you. Maybe you're networking at the moment and maybe you're meeting new people and you kind of just shut yourself off from getting to know them because they don't really fit the standard of the kind of people that you're used to. We do this in so many different ways. We're people of habits, you know, we like what's comfortable to us. We like what we know. And it's quite difficult sometimes for us to break out that box of what we are accustomed to. But if you truly want to develop and experience new things in life, you have to give yourself that room to grow and evolve. And sometimes that means that you're gonna have to change and be like, you know what, that's what I wanted before but I've changed, that's not who I am anymore. And that is okay. I'd always see those quotes that kind of refer to, um, if you're still the same person that you were 10 years ago, then um, something's wrong with you or something like that. And I'd always kind of find this a little bit cringy, but it's true. We should be evolving, we should be growing, we should be getting better, right? And that in itself involves change. That in itself involves us kind of realizing that certain things, certain habits, maybe certain ways of thinking needs to adapt, needs to shift in order for us to really evolve and be the people we're called to be. And something that's so important is not only giving yourself the room to grow and evolve, but also being transparent. Uh, Let's speak about love a little bit more. Being transparent about the kind of love and respect that you desire. In relationships, it's so important for you to be transparent about the things that you want in the relationship. Not, I'm not talking about just material things or physical things, but also from an emotional standpoint, the sort of respect that you're looking for, the, your ideal of what a relationship is. And it's quite sad that relationships have become very one-sided and very much one of, you know, what can you bring to the table? And to some extent, it is important for us to have our standards, for us to know what is healthy and what is good for us and not, and not to settle for less. I'm all for having a standard for yourself and not allowing yourself to settle for less. But it's important to be transparent about that. 
and sometimes when it comes especially to the emotional side of things sometimes maybe not so much for women but I know for men sometimes when it comes to that side it can be difficult for you to really articulate what you're looking for so for example maybe having a supportive partner is important to you someone who is going to affirm you someone who is going to you know support you in those moments when you are feeling down or when you're going for a difficult moment it's all about a partnership, you know, that's how I see it, relationships, romantic relationships, and any relationship in a sense, should be a partnership, it shouldn't just be one person that's benefiting from the relationship, but it should be a mutual partnership, you may contribute different things to the relationship, but in essence you're still contributing something, you know, what you may contribute at different points during the relationship may be different, But what's most important is that you're both pouring into the relationship together. It may not necessarily be equal, but you're both adding and investing in the relationship. And transparency, I think one of the biggest reasons why a lot of relationships break down is because for such a long time, people bottle things up. Or maybe you, you kind of express a little bit about what you're disgruntled about or what you feel is missing in the relationship. But quite often, we don't really say it how it is. Or if we do say it how it is, it's in such a rude and blunt way that the receiver isn't able to really decipher and take in everything that you're saying. And when it comes to sensitive matters or things that someone could take offence to or even kind of take personally, the delivery of what you say is sometimes so much more important than what you say. If your feelings are hurt or you feel devalued in the relationship, that is important. But how you deliver that message is going to make such a huge difference to how that person is able to receive it. And I think sometimes because of that lack of knowing how to articulate our feelings in a way that is not only honest but loving can sometimes be where that disconnect happens. And if you are in a relationship, it's so important to be transparent. A lot of the times people sweep things under the carpet because it's so much easier to do. It's so much more difficult to confront problems as they come. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but I hate confrontation. I don't like it. But if it's necessary, I'm going to have it. And confrontation doesn't always mean it needs to be an argument. It needs to be, you know, it needs to end in everyone being upset. No, it doesn't. There are moments in life that you do need to have those uncomfortable conversations. And if you're both able to receive it in a way that's healthy and in a way that even though it may hurt a little bit because, you know, we're human, we have feelings, but it's going to make such a huge difference to the relationship. So being transparent about the love and respect you desire is so important. Another example, maybe you're someone that says that, oh, I don't really care about romance. But maybe you say that because you've never experienced that. You've never been with someone that has been romantic. You've never been with someone that's been considerate or has been thoughtful towards your needs or your wants. And because you've never experienced it, you just kind of don't really want it. Quite often we don't want what we've never experienced. Or sometimes it can be the opposite because we've never experienced it, we desire it. But quite often in relationships, that's the case. If you've never experienced something, sometimes you just don't desire it or you think, oh, that's not really for me. But maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's just because you've never experienced that. And perhaps you keep saying, you know, I don't really want someone that's romantic. I'm not a romantic person. But again, going back to my first point, giving yourself room to grow and evolve, it's going to allow you to kind of develop something different. Maybe you're not romantic naturally, but you can learn to be because maybe you're going to be with a partner who desires that romantic edge. And even the most unromantic person, if someone that they're with, that they really care about, 
adds a little romantic touch to the relationship, they are going to appreciate it, especially if it appeals to their love language in some way, shape or form. Giving yourself that room to grow is going to allow you to peel back some of those labels, peel back some of those layers and really develop different things. Because sometimes the way that we are isn't just a function of who we were innately at the beginning when we were born. A lot of who we become later in life happens because of experiences that we've had. You know, it's quite often not because you were born confident. Maybe you had a supportive upbringing, um, you were talented and you had lots of positive experiences and that built your confidence. But quite often with negative aspects and insecurities that we have, it is because of experiences that we've had in life. And it's so easy for us to allow those experiences to define who we are. So don't be afraid to give yourself that room to grow and evolve. I know, right? Breaking out of the box of who you may have been, what you may have said that you wanted can be hard. And it also has an element of humility that's required because maybe you've said, for example, I never want to get married. Or maybe you said, I want to get married at a specific age. And right now the clock is ticking, that age is approaching and (laughs) you are nowhere closer than you felt you were maybe five or 10 years ago. And it's so easy at that point to then be like, oh, that's not really what I want. And this is why I said it's important to be transparent about the love and respect that you desire because I'm not saying you need to write on your social media or you need to tell everyone but it's important for you to be real with yourself because if you can't be real with yourself you will not be able to be real and transparent with anyone else so firstly starting with you be real and open with yourself about what you truly desire even if it looks like your situation seems so bleak maybe you've been dating right now and nothing is working out you get to the first second third fourth you don't even get to the first date And you just kind of feel like maybe I should just be alone or maybe, you know, there's nobody out there for me. There are billions of people on this planet, first and foremost. I believe there's someone for everyone. But again, not everybody desires to be in a relationship. Some people want to be single for the rest of their lives and that is fine. You know, if that's what you are happy and content with, then you go, girl, you go, guy. But if you know that that's not really for you, you want to have a partner, you don't want, you know, to be single forever, then you've got to be real about that. Don't lie to yourself and be like, oh yeah, I want to be single, when really that's not what you want. (laughs) Be real and transparent with yourself. Because if you are not honest with yourself, your actions are not going to align with what you desire. But if you're real and you say, do you know what, I do want to be in a relationship, then to some extent your actions are going to start to align with that because perhaps you're going to carry yourself in a different way. You're going to put yourself out there a little bit more. One thing I always say to myself about things that I want, what am I doing about it? There are some occasions where there's not really anything that I can do about it physically, but from maybe a spiritual standpoint, what can I do about it? Okay, I can pray about it. I can, you know, write some ideas down. I can put an action plan together. I can start working on a specific area and that's going to help me to achieve that thing. So you've got to really be intentional about what you want because it's not going to just fall out the sky. The partner of your dreams is not just going to land on your doorstep. You have to come out of your comfort zone. And I know that can be scary. It can be so uncomfortable because it's not what you're accustomed to. But if what is outside of your comfort zone allows you to become and experience the life that you desire for yourself, it's going to be well worth it. Whereas if right now being in your comfort zone, you're not content, you feel like you're lacking purpose, you feel like you're 
far from where you desire to be, maybe feel a little bit stuck right now in your life, then that risk, that uncomfortableness that you're going to feel temporarily, or even during the process of allowing yourself to break out your box, it's going to be worth it in the end. And you've really just got to weigh it up, you know, weigh up the risks, weigh up the reward and see ultimately what do you desire most. But there are going to be times that you are going to need to come out of your comfort zone. And as scary as that can be, I'm sure it's not as scary as coming to the end of your life and having regret. I know that's probably a very dramatic example, but it's true. Be intentional about what you want and articulate that. So many of us in life, there's things that we want, but we fail to articulate it. Now I want to speak to those of you that are in a relationship. Maybe you do articulate what you want but you're articulating it to the wrong people. You need to be telling your partner, not your girlfriends, not your your aunties, not your mama. (laughs) You need to be telling your partner. Sometimes we say the right things, but to the wrong people. You know, if you are in a relationship and maybe you're having some communication issues right now, maybe, you know, you guys are just not connecting, perhaps you're growing apart, you have to communicate that to your partner. It's so easy to maybe just say it to your friends or even to just complain within yourself, but you have to stop and ask yourself, have I really communicated this? Have I really articulated this to my partner? You may have spoken about it, but have you truly articulated it in a way for that person to understand you? It's easy to nag and complain, but quite often that doesn't really translate, you know, that doesn't really communicate well. Sometimes you've got to take a step back, you know, when you're not all up in your feelings, we all have, you know, that tendency to do that and we want to just word vomit, but that doesn't usually work. Sometimes you aren't even clear with what your thoughts are and also for the person listening, it's not even clear in terms of receiving it. And so it's so important for you to articulate your wants and desires to the right people you know, there's nothing wrong with speaking to friends if you need advice, especially friends that give good advice, first and foremost. You know, some friends, let's say when it comes to relationships, maybe they're not the best at relationship advice. So it might be best not to go to them about your relationship problems. And I think it's important when you are in a relationship with someone, you've got to be very conscious of the things that you share with other people. And why do I say that? Now, it doesn't mean that you need to suffer in silence if you are going through, let's say, abuse. In situations like that, please speak to somebody don't keep that to yourself but if it's just standard relationship problems or something you're unsure of speak to people that you know will be one confidential about what you're going to speak to them about and also people that aren't going to pick sides because you want someone that's going to be mutual someone even if it's your family or you know maybe they know you and they don't necessarily know your partner as well but someone who's going to be neutral is really important because it's easy to pick sides, but you need someone that's going to be neutral, someone that's going to be objective and will really be able to give you wholesome and solid advice. And before I ever ask anyone for advice, I always think to myself, is this the right person? Does this person have experience in what I, I need advice for? Will this person be able to give me wholesome advice? And if the answer is no, I'm not going to ask them for advice. You know, sometimes people have good intentions, But sometimes if they aren't equipped with that particular area, you can get terrible advice. And if you follow it, it can make the situation so much worse. So be very conscious and careful with who you accept advice from. They may be very um, skilled in specific areas, but maybe for that thing that you have a need, they, they have no experience in it or they don't have anything that's going to be useful to you. So be very careful and conscious with the advice that you accept. 
And also when it comes to advice, take it with a pinch of salt. Quite often when we give advice, we give it from our perspective, we give it from our experience and it might not necessarily be applicable to what you are facing and what you're experiencing. So always just take advice with a pinch of salt. Take what is going to be good, what's going to be useful and what isn't, discard it. Because sometimes, you know, people advise based on their own experience and their own traumas which aren't necessarily going to be helpful to you. So be very careful with that because I know that's something that a lot of people are guilty of, especially women. You know, I have to be honest, especially women, we do that a lot, but you got to be careful with that. So just to kind of wrap everything up, breaking out of your box can be really difficult. You know, when we define who we are and we say, this is who I am and that's it. Let's even talk about love languages, actually. Maybe the specific things that you say, oh, my love language is quality time or physical touch or acts of service or receiving gifts or what's the other one? Okay, it's left my mind. Words of affirmation. Maybe you say, let's say, physical touch and quality time is your love language. But that can change. As we get older, as we experience different things in lives, in different seasons of our lives, even our love languages can change. Some of the things that I did not care about when I was dating my husband, I care about now. Like acts of service was right at the bottom of my list when we were dating. Now that I'm married and we live together and you know, <laughs> and life is different, I do actually value that a lot more. I wouldn't say it's a top love language for me, but it's definitely something that I appreciate a lot more now than I did then. And it's the same with other love languages that you may think right now, this is just it for me that can change. Going through different experiences and even just maturing and desiring different things for ourselves, that can also change your love language and how you feel love. So it's so important for you to not just box yourself into this one narrative and, and that's just it, but be open to changing and evolving and really just being the best version of yourself that you can be. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I'm gonna wrap up now. I just wanted to do a little taster, you know, back into the Mr. Mrs. series, but don't forget, I do have a survey. It's only two minutes, it's not gonna take you long, but I would really appreciate if you could complete it. Just let me know the frequency that you want for these Mr. Mrs. series, and also what topics you want me to cover. Be transparent. There is no topic that is off topic. I say that now, but let me see what your responses are going to be. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're having a great week so far and I will catch you in the next episode. If you are listening on a podcast platform that allows you to rate or leave a review, please do. It means so much and it really does allow the podcast to be seen by more people that haven't yet listened. So if you did enjoy, don't forget to share and don't forget to complete the survey. Have a great rest of your week and I'll speak to you in the next episode.